Scott. Hey, Scott. Hey, guys. Love in Paradise talk. I hope y'all are ready to talk. It's a crazy episode, right? So um, I'm waiting on... Hey, Scott, love you too. Waiting on um, Dee Dee to join. Kara's gonna join a little later today. She had some things going on, but she's definitely joining us tonight because tonight's episode was wild. Hi. Hi. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So this episode tonight was kind of crazy, right? Yeah. Because there was a lot. We didn't get um Everton and Jordan, but we got everybody else and there was a lot going on. And I'm kind of surprised that Valentine and Carlos aren't going to work it out. Like they're legit not going to get married because they fight all the time, right? So I was like, this is just another fight, right? This isn't going to be like that serious. They're still going to get married. Um, Carlos and Valentine, I thought, had a connection. They loved each other, and I thought they were going to make it. So I'm just kind of surprised that Valentine is still there and Carlos is not trying to make things right. And I think it's weird that Valentine is trying to wait on Carlos to fix everything. Did you notice that? He's like, I'm still hoping that Carlos will fix all of this. And I'm like, well, Valentine, why don't you go to him if that's what you really want and try to fix things too. Like, why is it all on Carlos? That was another thing I was trying to understand. I was like, why exactly is it all on Carlos? Why does Carlos have to do all the work, right? Exactly, that's, that's being selfish of um, Valentine. I mean, come on. I mean, you both were fighting and arguing and I mean, you both were in the wrong. Neither one was in the right. Y'all, they need, need to stop being bullheaded and just apologize. And I think we all thought that this was just another normal fight yes. that they're still going to walk down the aisle. But all over Michelle, right? And Michelle doesn't yes. even know Valentine. She's never physically met him because next week I think we're going to meet her. And she's like, whoa, I broke up a whole marriage. She's like, and I didn't even know. I never even met this guy. And I do think it's ridiculous. I think that maturity is important. You know, like he says that they weren't sexual, but it was intimate. What does that mean? Is that like an emotional thing? Because they weren't intimate. They weren't sexual, but he says that it was intimate, um, emotional cheating. So like, what do you think about emotional cheating? Is emotional cheating really cheating? Or like, where do you stand on that? Because some people stand very firmly that emotional cheating is cheating. So are you on the same um, ground? Yes. I mean, emotional uh, emotional cheating is cheating. Flirting is cheating. Um, texting behind your partner's back is cheating. Deleting conversations is cheating. I mean, that's how I see it, you know. And now I do got to say that I am sort of kind of on um, Valentine's side just a little bit in the aspect that it would feel uncomfortable to him because he knew that Carlos was um, emotionally attached to her. Okay. So, I, I mean, he, he was still wrong in the situation, 
but I still get where he where he's coming from. Well, I mean, they shouldn't sit down and talk like yeah. adults instead of fighting like two year olds like they were doing. So what do you think of their first deal where Valentine was supposed to meet Michelle and then he could decide if she could come to the wedding? Was that fair? Because I always thought that there's two lists. When you plan a wedding, there's two lists. Um, each person involved gets to invite who they want. And I didn't know that you could forbid them from inviting people. So the first deal they had was, well, I'm going to meet Michelle. And if I think it's a good vibe, she's allowed to come. Do you think that that was even fair to begin with? Or do you think Carlos should have the right to bring who he wants to his wedding, right? Because it's not just Valentine's wedding, it's Carlos's wedding too. Or do you think that they need to come to an agreement as a couple on the list of people who are, are invited or not? Do you think that, how do you feel about that? They both need to be on the same page. And, you know, um, Valentine had the right to meet Michelle yeah. uh, to see exactly, because there's always two sides to a story. Yeah. And you always need to find out, you know, what both sides are. And the only way you're going to get down to the truth is, is if you have the two people in front of you face to face. That's the only way that the truth is going to come out. So, yeah, I mean, Valentine should have, you know, kept his cool and waited to talk and meet to uh, meet with Michelle. Um, but he let his jealousy and insecurities get the best of him. I mean, but even if he met her and he didn't like her, do you think that the emotional cheating is enough to forbid her from the wedding? Do you, is that where you stand? Yes, I would I would have stood beside Valentine. I would have been like, nope, she okay. can't go to the wedding. See, I love this because I feel like since they weren't intimate, it's not that big of a deal. So I love that we have a difference of opinion here because at first I was just like, well, if they weren't intimate and they're just friends, what's the big deal? But you feel like since the emotional connection was there and Carlos did make it very clear if there could have been a relationship there, there would have been. So you're saying that that is all it takes to get her exactly, exactly. So okay, so I guess I guess that makes sense. So I feel like this is where it had to end, right? I feel like because they were never going to meet eye to eye. They like you said, they never wanted to have a conversation. They never wanted to agree with each other. It was this is what I want, this is what I want. Nowhere in the middle. So I guess this mm -hmm. is how it had to go. I'm just shocked because they've been together for a while, like years, and they always fight and no fight was ever too big to end Carlentine, right? Like they were always together and I'm just shocked. And I'm just like, it, now Carlos is posting how he's super single and he's ready to mingle. And I'm just like, wow, it's really over. Like I'm, I'm kind of shook. Yes, me too because they were one of my favorite couples you know on on um, Par love in paradise and all because they couldn't sit down and have a decent grown-up conversation and not hear each um each one out you know carlos should have let valentine talk vent get it off of his chest and valentine should let carlos talk and vent and get it off his chest and then they needed to you know meet in the middle you you have to have a happy medium somewhere. You know, you can't always be right in the relationship. You have to, in a relationship, there has to be a happy medium. If not, I don't care how long you've, you've been together. It'll never work. See, you nailed it. You nailed it. All right, so I want to talk about Jessica and one. Oh, look, just who just came in. Jessica. Hey, Jessica. So hey, we're talking about Jessica. you. <laughs> so we saw this episode 
And Juan is coming to grips with his life isn't the only life that's going to be changing. Um, Jessica's life, her son's lives, everybody is like going through this huge transition, but he kind of is seeing it better that the lives of Dayton and Dalton are changing the most, right? Like they're going to be the ones transitioning the most, even though he's like, oh, I have to give up my cruise ship life. I can't be the single bachelor, but their lives are the ones that are changing the most because they're not just accepting this man who they barely know into their lives as their stepdad, but they're also accepting this little baby into their lives that they have to love. So I love that he was opening up to them and he had like a conversation with them and he was like, look, I know that you were crying yesterday and I hope that you are, no, are, are feeling better about the situation because this is hard for you. And he was like, it's fast for me too. And I kind of like the way that he connected with the boys. He was like, I feel in a way the same way you do. I feel like this is very fast. My life is gonna be moving very quickly. And I just want you to know that we're all in this together. We're gonna go through this transition together. And I think that's the first step that's showing that one is ready to be a stepdad. One is ready to actually step up. He's acknowledging the feelings of the children. He's acknowledging the feelings of everyone involved. And I think that that's really good. But we heard some information from Megan tonight, right? So Megan spilled the tea. And Megan is a master investigator because Megan found out when she got this information that this woman had spoken to, what's her name? Um, this one has spoken to Jessica and she was like, oh, we had an intimate relationship. We, we met on the cruise ship. One denied it. One said that they had a friendly relationship on the cruise ship. Jessica did some PI work and found some Instagram posts where one was doing excursions with them. And excursions usually means off the ship. I'm not a cruise guy, but I'm pretty sure that means that they were doing things on and off the ship. And people that she reached out to, like this girl's family and friends, said that this was an intimate relationship. So now, what there's two things going on here. So we have Megan, who has important information, and she's confronting Juan with it. But do you feel like Megan needed to tell this information to Jessica? Because I feel like she's not really sharing that information. She's kind of taking it on herself to make sure that one knows that she knows and that she's holding him accountable. But do you feel like she needs to take that information to Jessica and let Jessica make a decision on her own? Like, where do you stand with that? Is it okay to keep a secret from your bestie? Is that okay? No, it, it is not. Um, I would have did screenshots. I would have done everything. I would have been like, look, you know, but I wouldn't have confronted Juan by himself. I would have waited until the right time, and then I would have been like, you know what, I need to sit down and speak to you guys. And then I would have had proof whenever I went into war. And that way, whenever he, you know, uh, tried to deny it or whatever, I'd be like, okay, you denying it? Well, look, this is what I have. Who is this? Why are you doing excursions with this woman? Excursions mean off the ship. Excursions you do them off the ship. I go on cruises all the time. I love cruises. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, yes, it's uh, excursions is off of the ship. Um, but yeah, that I mean, that right there, Megan has my approval for a friend. But I was really let down because she didn't give this information to Jessica. Or if she did or has, she didn't say she did. And right. that's a right. huge, huge secret. Right. That is a huge, huge secret. I mean, okay. You can't confront somebody without having, without having um, proof, is all I'm saying. Yeah, so yeah, you're right. I, I want to bring that up. We don't know that Megan didn't share this information with Jessica. She just didn't say she did. 
in this scene. So we don't know. So we can't say that Megan is withholding info from her bestie because we have no proof of that. So what do you think about Juan not coming clean? He swears up and down, nothing happened. Do you think that it really is a situation where the girl wants to break him and Jessica up? Or do you think that Juan doesn't want to come clean because he's afraid of the consequences? Like, who do we believe? Because I actually like Juan. Like, watching the show, I like him. I don't know what he was doing on that cruise ship or on those excursions. I don't know him that well. But, like, is it okay that he won't admit it? And just, I always felt like the truth will set you free. Like, just say what you did, admit it, and you can move forward. Because I don't want them to start their marriage and stuff on a lie. Like, if this really did happen, I feel like they could grow from it if he's honest. Right? Like, I don't know that he did it, though. Like, I hate, I hate when there's accusations, right? Because... I don't know what side to stand on because Megan clearly has nothing to lose because she doesn't want Juan and Jessica to break up. She wants them to work out. She wants her to be happy. So she has no reason to make this up. But at the same time, why wouldn't Juan just say, hey, you know what? You caught me. I shouldn't have done it. I made a mistake. Let's move forward. We're having a baby. We're getting married. You know, let's move forward. Like, I feel like the truth is always the best way to go. Exactly. Exactly. Um, the truth will set you free. I mean, how, how can I say? I go, like I said, I go on cruises all the time. And I see how, you know, these, the men, um, you know, how they are with, with the women. And I see how, you know, the women are with the men. I see how the men are with the, with the um, women that work on the ship. You know, I mean, and that's how I, that's how they make their money is by flirting and putting themselves out there. That's how they make big bucks because not only are they doing their, getting their gratuity, but you can tip them on top of gratuity. But yes, I believe one thought that he wasn't going to get caught and he probably said that he had a girlfriend. Well, of course, if someone is wanting to be with you, they're going to um, do some investigation to see who you with to start some trouble. And I think Juan needs to come clean. If he did, then he needs to apologize because I like Juan too. I like Juan and Jessica. They're one of my favorite couples, you know, so far. And, but if if he keeps denying it, then he's lying. You know, a, a relationship can never stand, um, stand strong on a lie. Just come clean. I know. I want them to be okay. And I feel like if the secret, because I've always been taught the truth will come out at some point. So even if you get away with lying, at some point, somebody is going to find out and it's going to come out. And I don't want them to, to not work out over something like this because obviously she met one on a cruise ship one is a flirt that's how they met so this isn't anything new so if he did make a lapse of judgment and he did get too close with one of these ladies on the ship just admit it so they can move forward and they can get married and have a happy family i don't ever want this to come back and revisit him in the future and you know in their relationship because he's he's building a relationship with the boys he's building a relationship with jessica he's even building a relationship with megan megan isn't really happy with the way it's going right now because she just like feels that he's lying to her and she's like this is not the way i want my best friend's marriage to start you know by feeling like he's lying but again i really wish there was like a lie detector like maybe on the um tell all we can get a lie detector test i just want to get to the bottom of it because i don't like taking sides right because i like megan i think megan is the og best friend like if i had a best friend application out right now megan don't even need to fill it out she's gonna just be my best friend she's the type of person that i need in my life but i do don't want to like jump on any side because i don't know i wasn't there and i know megan 
knows that she found this information and she believes that. But again, we don't know this woman. So I, th I think the, the um, pen says three sides to every story. It's his, hers, and the truth. There's four sides. His, hers, the other woman, and the truth. Because we don't know this other woman that she that he talked to on the on the ship. So we don't know what her intentions are. Like well, maybe he let her on to get tips and then she found him on yeah. social media and saw pictures of Jessica. And she was like, oh, well, I tipped him all this money and I thought we were building a relationship. I'm gonna tell Jessica that we were closer than we were because I'm super pissed off because, you know, he was flirty. Because like you said, being flirty is part of your job. When you work in the mm -hmm. service industry on a cruise, that extra cash is a part of your job so maybe one is just really good at his job and this other girl hey stephanie love you and this other girl is just jealous you know she's like well i would have loved to start something with one i would have loved to be that girl in his instagram photos you know and maybe she's just starting stuff so it's like there's so many different sides of the story so maybe at the tell-all we can get maybe a lie detector test and we can clear some names right like we could just clear some names. or maybe we can get like that girl on a screen and sean can question this girl and see if we can get some information out of her because she's just this girl. So I want to know what her story is because he did pop up in some pictures or maybe we can see these pictures. Somebody send me those pictures so we can see what's going on. Maybe that will help me, right? Yes, we need to see pictures. Pictures speak a thousand yeah. words. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's see these excursions. Oh, so I want to talk about April. Oh, you know what? Matthew and Anna weren't on this episode either. So yeah, we're gonna have to check back in with them next week too. So yeah, I didn't realize that. So Matthew and Anna weren't on. I feel like they're never on. It's like every other week with them, or like every other two weeks. It's like ridiculous. We never get any Matthew and Anna and they're funny as heck. So I wanna see more of them. But I wanna talk about um, April and Valentine because she spent some time cooking with Valentine's mom. And so first of all, is it rude to bring cleaning products to another person's home when you're going over for dinner? Because I've never seen that. Yes. I've seen bringing over wine. I've seen bringing a casserole. I've seen bringing, you know, anything other than cleaning products. And I love the fact that Valentine's mom played the joke on her and let her believe that that was actually bleach that she was using to clean the plantains. I freaking love that because that is exactly what she deserved. She was so rude, right? Her comments and stuff. And she was like, I think I might die. She was like watching them cook. And I was like, well, how is this any different from like using an outdoor grill? Cause they were cooking outdoors and the sink was outdoors. And I was like, well, how is this any different than using an outdoor? I mean, maybe April doesn't use an outdoor grill, but I do. I feel like we all do, right? Like. Your yeah. grill, yeah, your grill is never going to be as clean as your oven or stove or your flat top, right? It's never going to be as clean, but we still can make some banging food on it, right? Yeah, throw your onion on there and scrub that, yes. that onion. That's as clean as it's going to get. I <laughs> have the juices from the last, from the last grill on it. <laughs> I definitely think that their relationship is not as stable as they thought because, okay, so let's talk about eight hours and not going to the bathroom. Now, first of all, I'm weird about public bathrooms, so I'm not going to sit here and say that April is wrong because I've stopped off like on a road trip and went into a gas station and looked at the bathroom and said, you know what, I can make it another 50 miles. You know, it's cool. I'm not using this bathroom. It's not going to happen. But let's just say this. Valentine's mother's bathroom was extremely clean because have you 
watched the other way because i watched the other way do you remember when um Biniam took ariella to his apartment and he showed her the bathroom and it was like the most filthiest thing i've ever seen no offense to Biniam, he's a good guy but like where he was staying it was like dirt on the ground it kind of looked like soil in his bathroom so the fact that april was acting that way about this extremely clean bathroom okay like Valentine's mom keeps a clean home. I didn't see anything super questionable in her home at all. So the fact that she wouldn't use her bathroom, I can see why Valentine was so hurt by that. Because he was like, it's not just like you're offending me, that hurts me. Because he was like, it makes it seem like I'm not good enough to be with you. My standards of living aren't good enough. And he was like, I thought that we had a connection where my income and my living situation didn't affect how you felt about me. And the way that she acted, it did make it seem like it, it affected the way she felt. She was like, I'll just use the bathroom at the hotel after eight hours. And it's like, I get it. Going to the bathroom in a public place is very scary. Gas stations, I think, is the scariest of all. But I think that she could have just hovered over the seat, right? Like, I feel like it just would have been less rude to say, it's not up to my standards, I'll go back to the hotel. Because let's be honest, she didn't think the hotel was clean either. She was cleaning the hotel when she got there. So I just felt like the way that she's treating him and his family, it's just, it's coming across as like so mean and nasty. And I feel like his family is so nice and accepting of her too. Like, I feel like they're very open to her and they're very open to accepting her in the family. And she's like so closed off to the idea of accepting any type of lifestyle that they have they are taking um they're they are taking her criticism and her disrespect a whole lot better than what yeah. i would take it i i mean first they don't understand your language they don't even know what exactly what you're saying and for you to be so disrespectful you know to walk in their home you take all these cleaning supplies then you start spraying you know their sink and then you start talking how dirty their home is mm. and then you don't go to the bathroom the whole time that you're there and then when you finally go to the bathroom you don't want to sit on a clean toilet why didn't you take your lysol to the bathroom if you're i mean you know what i'm saying i mean that that was a clean bathroom compared to where i've gone to the had to go to the bathroom in mexico when i was in mexico that was a clean bathroom you know um and then you know valentine he also made a very good comment um why why does she think he's he's not good enough for her uh, i mean yeah good enough for her and why is it that she's only focused on um the money part why why is she thinking you know or she keeps making the comments that he can't take care of her whether if you really love someone like you really really truly love someone and this is what he said too whether they poor medium or rich it doesn't matter what they have you you don't need a you you can't you can't be with somebody because you or put someone down because you have more than they have. So what? I mean, I mean, who's to know? I mean, he he may become a millionaire one day. She don't know that. Yeah, and he was over there minding his own business and yeah. VR working, happy with his life, happy with his family, and she decided to go and fall in love with him, and scoop him up and take him out of his whole world. And I was like, he never said he wanted to go anywhere. And she's like, oh, well, it's doing him a favor because then we can have my wealth. And he's happily living with the amount of money that he makes. 
in the home that he lives with his family and he's completely happy. And it's funny because there's a lot of people who would look at this opportunity with April and they would be like, oh my God, she's a doctor. I can go to America. I can have a better life. And they would just use April for a green card. Valentine has absolutely no want or need for any of that. He's perfectly fine the way it is. And he never said that, hey, Cara. Hi. Sorry. <laughs> Welcome. Okay, so he never said that he had any interest in leaving what he was doing, but he did, He also didn't say that he wasn't ever going to move to Texas. He said that he's not ready. He's not thinking about that right now. And I think that's that's true. They're not engaged, right? I don't remember them being engaged. They're just dating. Why should he be ready to uproot his entire life based on the fact that they've been dating for what, eight or nine months? Like yeah. he's ready to see where the relationship goes and the relationship doesn't have to take him away from his family and away from his home country. And whether or not he can take care of her, she knew that when she met him. She knew when he was a personal trainer at the resort she was staying at, that he was an employee at the resort, she was a guest. She knew that there was a wage gap. So if that wage gap was gonna be an issue in the relationship, that should have been presented right then and there. And she should have never been with him this long. I think it's so wrong that it was okay. He was okay and good enough for her then, but now he's not okay and not good, good enough for her now. Like what changed? He's always been the same. He's brought the same thing to the table. He's offered the same thing to you. You tell him you love him, but when it comes down to staying in his home country and going to his mother's home or living in the DR, that's off the table. I think that people go over to these other countries and they have such a closed mind. They're like, well, it's so, so much better in America. Not everybody has the dream of coming to America, okay? Not everybody. Have you noticed that a lot of the guys that live are, are originally from India? They don't wanna come here. Right? Like they have no interest in leaving their home country. They love where they live. They don't have that dream. And there are other people throughout the world in other countries who also love where they're from, love being around their family, love their culture, and they have no interest in leaving. So going over there and just assuming, giving them this opportunity, you're doing them a favor, isn't fair. Well, I'm getting the... I'm getting the vibes where, because, you know, we know that she dated lawyers, she dated doctors, you know, she wasn't able to be um, the one controlling the relationship. I think that whenever she got in the relationship with him, like you said, she was saying that she could do him a favor. She would be be the one controlling the relationship because she could always throw it in his face. Well, you here in the United States because of me. Well, you have this because of me. Or, well, um, this is because of me. This is because of me. And, you know, once again, whenever he, um, whenever she's seen that um, his brother speaks English, once again, she, I mean, she was disrespectful. Well, why, why doesn't Valentine know um, English? Why hasn't he put in, you know, the, the work to learn English? Why? Why, why should he have to put in the work to, to, to speak or know English when he <laughs> wasn't even looking for an American? Right. I mean, he was just minding, like you said, he was minding his own business and you came along and you're mad because you know, he doesn't speak English. He doesn't live in this, you know, fancy home that apparently you thought he lived in. He doesn't make all this hundreds of dollars like you apparently thought he did. That's like you said, they go over there and they think because they meet these, these, 
you know, um, men or women in the gym or in resorts, they have in their mind, because they're so closed-minded, that they have this amazing life, that they have, you know, nice homes, they have nice cars. That's not the case. Not over there. Exactly. Oh, so Cara, before you um, got here, we were talking about um, Jessica and Juan. So I wanted to talk about with you a little bit what you think about Megan and the information that she has regarding Juan and this other woman and these excursions, because we already covered it, but I want to get Cara's um, take on that. So do you think that Megan should have told Jessica? We don't know that she didn't, but she didn't say that she told her in the episode. So where do you stand with your best friend taking information and withholding it or not giving it to you or trying to handle it on their own? Like, where do you stand with that? Well, first of all, I love Megan. I think she's awesome. She's not too overbearing. She's not too pushy. And she just slides in this subtle threat of hurt her again and see what happens. It's not going to be good for you. I was like, go girl. But I feel like she's told Jessica and Jessica knows because last episode, she made Jessica made some comment about that he had cheated and she knew it. So Jessica knows, but Megan just finally had her moment where she could get him off to the side. And, you know, the fact, see, I lost a lot of respect for him in the beginning, but then I gained respect at the beginning of the episode. I was like, that's awesome. The way I sat down with these boys, yeah. you know, was like trying to be a family with them, asking, you know, reassuring them that it's going to be okay with the baby and all of that stuff. I was like, that's awesome. But then when Megan's talking to him and he's lying to her face, it's like, now I lost all the respect I just gained. I'm so wishy-washy on this. Right now, I'm team Megan, and that's it. I, I'm not team I see. I see. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel the same way, because I was very much team one and Jessica, and I don't want him to lie. I, again, we don't know if he's lying, because we don't know. We've never spoken to this woman. We haven't seen the pictures or whatever. But I want, if their relationship is starting, they're having a baby, they're getting married, he's coming over here to live with her. I want them to start on a good note, because when you do lie, lies pop back up and come back, and, and they can bite you in the butt. So I just feel like if it did happen, and working on the cruise ship is like a, a flirty job. You get your extra money that way. And you know, he said himself, I'm the hot bartender. The ladies want to come get drinks from me. And that that all equals money in his pocket. He gets rebooked on different contracts. He, his bar is probably one of the busier bars on the ship. You know, everybody is, is understanding of that. So if he did take it a little too far and made a mistake, you know, I wish he would have just came clean because it seems like Jessica was never at the point where I would leave him, right? I feel like she was never at that point. She was hurt. She was upset. But I don't feel like she was ever at the point where if this is what really happened, I'm going to leave this guy. I'm pissed off. I don't feel like she was ever there. So I feel like she left the door open for him, to be honest. Yeah, but also Juan's dumbassness, like, <laughs> you're on a cruise. You're, if you're hooking up with any girls or even hanging out with them, every person on that cruise is going to post pictures on social media of their time. If you're stupid enough to get in those photos, you had this coming. Yeah, and Megan found the photos. Like she found, like the the reaching out in the message was only the tip of the iceberg. Megan went and found photos, friends, family members, off ship excursions. Like Megan, I don't know if she works for the FBI, but if not, she probably should, right? Like she found out everything that we were wondering in our minds. She had proof. 
she yep. was like well, when i found out that she got the message i did my own investigation and yep. she came back with all types of evidence yeah and i was just like see this is building and it's looking really bad for one so yeah i wanted to get that um that information from you because we had already covered that before you got here and what so let's jump in back into april and valentine so how do you feel about april and the cleaning products and um not using the bathroom so i want to get your take on that before we move on to scott lydia and nicole so first of all when it first the whole april thing happened i was like man this girl's got this degree and that degree and she owns this yeah. young age and go girl and wish i had those accomplishments i don't want any of those if it turns me into a disrespectful little brat like her i am <laughs> like she is the most disrespectful human i i'm just i'm so disappointed in her i thought she was going to be way better than that but i lost so much respect for her tonight yeah i think one of the comments um said she acts like an elitist yes she feels like she's up here everyone else is down there and i feel like the way she treats, I think, Didi, you said the way she treats his family. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's a language barrier, but like, you can read body language. The, way, the look on her face when she walked outside and saw how they were cooking, you could tell what that look meant. You knew what that meant. You That was a look of disgust. That was a look of, oh my God. She even said, oh my God, I might die. Yeah. Like, that was just yeah. so rude. And, and Didi, you said it. You were like, his family's taking it much better than I would if someone was treating me that way. Like, I don't even know how. She's a freaking doc, okay? A doctor. You're talking about being an introvert. Bullshit. You're talking about you're germaphobe. You're talking about this and you're talking about that. But yet you're holding your pee for eight hours? That causes bladder problems and kidney stones and stuff like that. So you're, you're such a hypocrite. You're such a liar. Like, I lost all respect for her. I just hate the way she's acting. Like, I feel like she's better than this. Like, you can respect all types of people. And I've never met a doctor who treats people this way. Like, I've went to different types of doctors. Um, they've had multiple degrees hanging on the wall. And they all treated me with respect. I don't have anywhere near the credentials that yep. these people had. But they were still nice to me. They treated me like my feelings matter. They didn't make me feel bad. They didn't comment on the type of insurance. Obviously. Like, yep. the fact that she treats them this way is just so scary to me. Yeah. Because as a doctor, I feel like you are held to a higher standard for the way you treat people and the way that you make people feel about themselves. You're held to a higher standard because we have to put our trust in you as non-doctors, as regular citizens, to know that you're smart enough, intelligent enough, and you care enough about our well-being to make the best decisions for us, no matter who we are, where we're from, what we look like, what our houses look like, how much money we have, if it's clean or not. None of that is supposed to matter as a doctor. And I hate to like call her out for her profession, but it's expected, right? It's yeah. expected for you to be held to a higher standard. Yeah, and then she comes in with big words in English that they wouldn't understand in Spanish. You're having a meltdown instead of asking if that's bleach, you're having a meltdown assuming it's bleach. I'm sorry, I can, if, if other end of my house is a very long ways away where my washer and dryer are, if somebody doesn't explode, I can smell it down here. So if they're pouring straight bleach on those plantains, you're gonna smell it. If you didn't smell it, shut your mouth. Like, I'm so angry over this. Like, she was horrible. Why didn't she walk over and smell the bottle? Exactly. Like, there was 
there's just so many questions because I was like, first of all, if that is bleach, are you just gonna watch them do it and then eat the food anyway? Why wouldn't you walk over then just say, hey, can I just smell that just to yeah. make sure that you're really pouring bleach on it? Because honestly, don't eat anything that put bleach on it. I'm pretty sure on the back of the every bleach bottle says in, if you could die if ingested, okay? Period. End of, end of discussion, point blank, you could die. So the <laughs> fact that she was just gonna watch them do it and not even investigate, that irritated me too. Yeah. Because I was like, first of all, you could just walk over there, pick up the bottle and smell it. There's no no um mistaking bleach okay yeah, like you said anywhere i mean and, and, she, and she was talking about that um her anxiety is really bad whenever she is around um new yeah. people so when she has new patients yep i thought that same thing what I'm about like, her new patients so yeah. she has anxiety when she has new patients new patients i mean freaking out yeah right that's Come on. She was um, she was is just a brat. rude and disrespectful. She is like mm -mm. also I, mm -mm. The, the parents, the grandma, everybody there, you know, has lived a, a lot longer than her and they've eaten the same way all this time and they're not dead. Did you catch her say to the grandma like your hands are probably much stronger yeah. than mine? <laughs> That was an insult, right? She was yeah. saying, I would protect my hands, but you probably don't have to because you live a little dirtier than yeah. me. I was very offended by that. I was like, if somebody said that to my grandmother or my mother, I would kick them out of the house. Absolutely. Like, that was so rude, like saying, well, you're probably, you can, you can do more than I would because you live this way. I was just like, no, we're not doing that. We're, we're not going to someone's home and making them feel bad because they're not wearing gloves to cook food for their family. I don't wear gloves when I cook at home, no. okay? And even when the company is coming over and I'm cooking for them, I'm not wearing gloves. I just wash my hands thoroughly. And if I touch meat, I wash my hands before I touch the veggie. Yeah. Like, you don't have to wear gloves to make the food clean enough to eat, but okay? Like, this isn't the Olive Garden. You have to wear gloves to make a spectacle, to make someone feel like, you know, I mean, that's just... Sorry about my mouth, but I am I'm furious over that. Wait till we get to Scott. I am livid. <laughs> well, Scott, I think Scott's here. I think Scott's here actually, unless good, he left. Good. I hope Scott. Well, good. and Valentine needs to needs to kick her to the curb. He should have kicked her to the curb the night, the first night that they went to his um parents' home when she started being disrespectful and acting like she was barfing and 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 everything else whenever they were talking about cooking and eating who does that that is so disrespectful and how she was putting him down you know that he can't um provide for her and everything so and then man valentine needs to kick her to the then she did the gagging over the toilet today yeah exactly like, exactly and, not and i'm gonna say this again i said it earlier that bathroom in valentine's mom, mom's home was super clean do you yeah. remember when we were watching the other way i said this earlier do you remember that bathroom that Benium had in his apartment and he showed ariella and it basically looked like it was outside yeah. like you could see like dirt and you could see like grass so like the fact that she was super bothered by that very very clean bathroom yeah. like it was very clean like i've been to public bathrooms that should be closed and condemned yeah. from people so like that bathroom was amazing. So like you said, Valentine can do better. And Valentine isn't even about money. Valentine is about love. So he can just drop her because he was never interested in her money in the first yep. place. Exactly. 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 All right. So we saw Nicole tonight. 
and Nicole got a chance to let Scott have it, but not until after her mom, Lydia, let Scott have it. So she decided since Scott was still in the country that she wanted to have one last conversation and she got it off her chest and she called him a liar. She called him, um, she let him on. Um, he let her on and she basically said, look, you're a terrible person. You should have never come here knowing that you were trying to get back with your ex. Yep. Because I can understand if your ex contacts you. And this is the same woman, by the way, that took all this money and, and ghosted. Mm -hmm. So first of all, why isn't she blocked? Like, yeah. why would you even want to talk to her? But second of all, he's not angry she's contacting him. He's excited. Yeah. He's like excited and he's like, it has to be like, a sign that she's reaching out to me. This is something that we need to rekindle. And I'm like, first of all, she took a whole bunch of money from you. I don't know that story. Like you can, it's his money. He can give as much money to anyone that he wants. I can't tell Scott how to spend his money, but she did ghost him afterward, which I think is a very big, massive red flag. Like if you are walking past a cruise ship, the whole ship is a red flag. That's what it is, right? Like it's this massive red flag. But, but I have so many different feelings than everybody else. And I wait. know that every Everybody, what do you feel? I feel, first of all, Scott said in one of the episodes that at one point he was in love with this other woman. Yeah. So I get that he's like entertaining it because she's coming back. Because you can't just turn off love. If he really loved her, mm -hmm. he really loved her. Okay. Second of all, Lydia and her nine inch eyelashes <laughs> and her just, just killed me. But I build a relationship with somebody just by texting if i i have obviously i have no filter and obviously i have a lot to say and if i had to say it through a translator hoping that it translated right for me our relationship is going to go nowhere you need to understand what i'm saying i need to understand what you're saying also i don't need your snotty little daughter who claims she's the one that set us up when we all know it was alejandro yeah that was out in the open, but all of a sudden, Nicole's taken responsibility for it. Coming at Scott and saying he's a miserable man, literally saying, you're a sugar daddy, and I know because I have tons of sugar daddies without saying that. She was, she was a nasty human. She was a nasty person. She was, she's just a mean, mean girl. And to see her crying brought me joy. I'm like, good, I'm glad you're finally hurting because you're such a freaking little snot. Scott just wanted to be done. Lydia asked, come back, let's talk. I want a translator. Everybody wants to raise their voice at Scott. When Scott's had enough, Scott raises his voice slightly and everybody's like, okay, it's over. We're just done. Not gonna do with the yelling. That's not how that works. You wanna have an adult conversation, have an adult conversation. But he was right bring in my kids let my kids defend me this is two nasty women against one guy he came over he tried to make it work it didn't he's leaving cut and dry there was no i love you's exchange there was no we're gonna get engaged there he didn't lead her on if anything she led him on day one boom we have two two different hotels so hmm. you know so you do have a different view because everybody else is mad at scott no, I am not. Uh, 
So Scott says that he went there because he wanted to just get to know her in person because they had been talking for so long. He said that he didn't know if there was going to be a connection. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of true. Yeah. When you never met a person and you only talked online, you don't know if you're going to hit it off because talking online, talking in real life is two different things. So I feel like he did need to go there and see her. Um, whether or not he needed to disclose that he was speaking to his ex because Lydia was like, you, you didn't tell me, you hid it from me that you were talking to her. I don't know if he needed to tell her. How do you feel? Do you feel like that's I, information that needs to be shared? I don't feel like he was talking to her. I think it was an excuse. Like, he says, I don't feel the connection, blah, blah, blah. And she was still going, like, still trying. So he had to find something that was going to define that where she's like, nope, I'm done. If you're talking to somebody else, I'm done. So I don't think he was talking to her. I, I, I just don't think so. And I think if he was, he wouldn't have gone because he actually loved that other woman, as he said. So if there was the slightest chance of rekindling, I feel like he would have just been like, you know what, Lydia, I'm gonna have to postpone the trip and see where this goes with this lady, you know, without saying that to her. I feel like he would have, you know, tried to see maybe if it's serious, he would have spent his money going to Columbia instead of going to the DR. So I mean, I, I'm talking, I think that was an excuse, a, a, a help me out kind of thing. So GD, where are you at? Where are you at with this? Who are you um, mad at Scott? Are you mad at Lydia? Are you, I think everybody's mad at Nicole, right? That's not even a question. But are you mad at Scott? Are you mad at Lydia? Are you mad at no one? Give it to me, Didi. I need it. <laughs> I am well. I'm actually, I'm actually Team Scott on this one. Um, okay. I'm, I'm actually Team Scott. You know, um, now mind you, you know, Scott has rubbed me the wrong way since he came on the season a couple of times, but um, I have to be Team Scott on this because, you know, Lydia. Him and Lydia should have been, it should have just been him and Lydia from day one. So, and then they should, you know, they should have, if he didn't hire one, she should have hired a translator. Neither one of them hired a translator. So, which really, in all honesty, it doesn't even, it doesn't even look like that either one of them was really wanting the relationship to work. Because once they found out or figured out that neither one of the phones was working, the translator and then when it was working, it wasn't really saying exactly what the other one was saying. So you're bringing in Nicole. We all know what kind of conniving little, you know, what she is. You know, yeah. thank you. <laughs> she is. And then, you know, every just about every other word that come out of her mouth was money. That's all Nicole worries about is money. She was more worried about him sending money to his ex than you know, he was like, she was like, well, um, you never sent money to my mom. Why didn't you send all this money to my mom? That's all they were. That's all she was worried about. Why was he um, sending it to his ex and not her whenever Lydia was, he didn't even know any, Lydia existed. Yeah. I mean, it's all about money with them. And it actually brought me joy to see them cry yep. because that was their karma biting them in the butt yep. for how they always treated Chantel um, and Pedro. Well, Chantel with Pedro. It's their karma, yep. biting them in the butt. And yep. I hope they get another whipping of it, too. Yep, me too. Just saying. Uh -huh. 
Go, Scott. I have and, no sympathy for Lydia and Nicole. I don't. I thought it was funny. Yep. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna say this. Scott had ended it the night before, and Lydia kind of went back for seconds when she started to say, I'm going to text him so we can talk again. She wanted to yell at him. Yep. So she wanted to continue the fight. And then when she got it, like Scott let them both have it, I feel like, did she ask for that? Because she kind of went back. Scott was not going to communicate with Lydia and Nicole anymore. He was still there because, you know, your flight leaves when your flight leaves. But he that, that relationship, that interaction, he was ready to end. Because he said it when he got there. He was like, there's no reason for us to be doing this. It's over. I said that we could be friends, but I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. And then Lydia wanted to bring him back and brought a translator and wanted to call him a liar and say that he did all these things. And then Nicole is saying, oh, well, only women that are younger only date you because you give them money. Yeah like you paid them or whatever and i'm like well you can't prove that because you only know that he sent one woman money you can't prove See, any of that that just pisses me off that nicole keeps saying he's paying women you don't know that so he gave an ex some money big deal that doesn't make him a sugar daddy that that's how he chose to spend that money what, what's the difference if he would have bought a motorcycle or gave it to his girlfriend he was helping someone else out Nicole is, oh my God, I, I'm so team Scott. I can't be more team Scott. I wish I was there to go rounds on his behalf. When he said, hey, family, I'll go pretend I'm your freaking sister. Let me at it. I'm so done with those two. Oh my gosh. Lydia and Nicole need to just go. They never again, not be on the show. Unfortunately, I can um, tell you that they will be back on the next season of the family Chantel. Unfortunately, I know that's not good news well, for you, but family Chantel, that's fine because I feel like Chantel has enough enough family to back her. I feel like Scott was thrown to the wolves. Well, yeah, I think we said it in the beginning of the season. We were like, did no one warn Scott yeah. about what he was getting into? Because I think Scott told us that he never watched the show. He didn't know anything about any of this. So yeah. I feel like he wasn't warned and he kind of bit off a lot more than he could Absolutely. chew getting involved with um lydia and nicole and i think if he would have did a, a, a little research or if he would have saw the show ahead of time he would have known that alejandro's offer for to date lydia would have been like a hard pass also, right you were like hard pass how did alejandro even start that conversation i have a woman in her 50s with rage and anger issues <laughs> she through the park beats me with her purse can't keep her freaking nose out of my relationship, throws my cologne, spills everything. Also, her daughter is a complete snatch. I think totally date her. Like, how did that happen? Yes, Scott. We, we need yeah. answers, Scott. We need to know what the conversation was. Well, so like whenever you're allowed to join us on our lives, oh we need answers. Yeah, a screenshot. <laughs> a screenshot would be nice of just how that initial um conversation started i know they met at the gym in cali in new york and you know how did that conversation turn to lydia you know that's an awesome that's an awesome thing we would love to know there is no way alejandro talked last about that woman if he did no. oh my goodness oh my goodness i hope no because i highly doubt that i highly doubt alejandro that. alejandro hated and still hates <laughs> lydia yeah, I mean, Why'd he does. Shit out of Alejandro for that. I'd be like, you have no idea what you did to me. Okay, Scott. 
right, we just got... have a couple questions. We just have a couple questions. Go, go for it. So, how did the interaction between you and Alejandro turn towards you dating Lydia? Like, what was the initial information that you had on Lydia? Right, We're just so a little You guys remember, I, I was a travel respiratory therapist, and I was deployed to New York multiple times. And while I was uh, while I was in New York, uh, Brooklyn, Park Slope, I was uh, doing a contract, kept getting extended there, and I was training at this gym, and he came up to me for advice in the gym, and uh, he was wearing a mask we had to wear a mask in the gym all the time so then i said he came up to me and, and i was like oh no problem brother i'll help you out and um we went down the locker room like the second time he asked me for some advice and he took his mask off downstairs because he, he remember at that time in new york he had to wear a mask even when you worked out yeah and, and then i didn't know who he was until he took his mask off he said, i said bro you look really familiar i can't figure out where and my patients would have the tv on like they all watch a TLC, you know? So, and I, I started to remember, I was like, oh, I think I, you look familiar. They started laughing. He goes, well, you ever watched the family Chantel? I said, maybe that's where I saw you on the TV or something. Like one with my patients would always have it on, you know, and the nurses too. So I had, I, he, we became friends and that wasn't a focal point. He didn't say, Hey, let's, you know, hang out with Lydia or anything. We were getting to know each other. Um, we weren't like good friends. He invites it. One day he called me up. He said, Hey man, why don't you come down to my bar? Um, I got really good wings. We'll have a drink, you know, like he's a bartender there. I said, no, I'm not a drinker, but okay. So we hung out, we took a photo together in the, in the bar and one of the gym we got back to Nicole and then Nicole reached out to Alejandro and said, Hey, you know, Lydia thinks you're really cute. And this and that and the other. Got it. And I was like, yeah, I'm open to it, whatever. But here's the thing. When I was working from 7P to 7A, you know, I work in these hospitals where there could be 15 respiratory therapists on. A lot of them are bilingual, RTs. I'm like, hey, come stay on my friend Lydia. Can you translate for me? I'm like, yeah, whatever. They're like, I don't know her from the show. And then some of them say, Scott, you know, she's fucking crazy. I'm like, well, she seems cool. She seems fucking cool. Like, so far, like, you know, a little, like, just making small talk. It'd be like, three minutes here and this and that maybe once in a while so people get too engrossed into the storyline to dissect it when really it was just purely like anybody else would have dated like hey let's just talk here and there it's not like other couples that have this exclusive relationship and they're dropping me at love yous and everything else that wasn't anything close to that this is kind of like me going on a bumble date, but I'm going to another country to see how this is going to play out. You know, like get to know her. Like, and I was open to it. Hey, get to explore a new country, get to know her. And, and then, you know, I was open minded to that. And it, I never had any red flags or anything like that. So that was my, that's where I came in, you know. Okay. So when you got to the DR, I know you said that you didn't feel like there was a connection. Is that like the main reason why it, it, it kind of ended early for you? You were like, I'm ready to end this. I, I, I gotta be careful because I can't. Oh, so we can't. You know, the, we can't okay, we can't talk about that. We can't talk I, about that. I can tell you what we already know and expound on that. How about that? Then okay. the fact that I was open to the idea of Lydia 100%. I talked to her for a year. I was invested, like, no doubt about that. And I thought she was very sweet and kind. And and um, I never got any red flags. And I saw a couple of YouTube things. I didn't have time to watch the season, but YouTube certain things. Like, oh, the chicken feet or whatever. I thought it was kind of funny, but I'm like, TV or whatever. So um, Liz came, I was coming back from a contract in New York, 
back to Florida. I was at a gas station in Georgia. And at 2 in the morning, I get a text from her. And I didn't recognize no. We're losing his. Oh yeah, he must be. You must be driving through somewhere with low service. I think we're gonna lose Scott because he's he's on the road. Can you guys hear me? Can you hear me? Hello. We're we're. I think. Up, Scott. A little. Bit. You're breaking up real bad. You're breaking up. You might be driving through somewhere that doesn't have good what service. What about now? Okay. Yeah, that's good. Okay, yeah, right. we can hear you now. So, so long story short, she she came back in my life a week, probably yeah, something like I, I mean I don't know. It's been a long time now because people I I don't want to say at the show, but it was some time ago, and um and you remember I had a stroke, so like my memory that great. So people like to pick me apart. I'm like, look, I had a stroke July. 17th an ischemic stroke i couldn't move part of my the half of my body i couldn't pronounce my s's my short-term memory this day is not the greatest and you know i have some mild deficits from that so like i was going into that show probably three months out four months out after having a stroke i couldn't even work out for eight weeks so like i i, I wasn't supposed to get upset like that's the last thing i want to do i is, is go into a hostile environment into lion's den after you just have stroke. Yeah. So to me, it's not scripted. I hate when people say, oh, it's scripted. Or listen, I, I nearly died. The last thing I'm thinking about is scripted or notoriety. I never want to do a show to be right. famous at 52 years old. Yeah. My my strengths and my attributes and my, my if I was going to die tomorrow, it's going to be as a, a father and a grandfather. That's my that's my contribution. And the way they, they, you know, both my sons follow in my footsteps and my daughter is an occupational therapist. You know, that's my contribution. And, you know, those are the things. But to me, it's an experience. When they present it to me and like, hey, would you like to participate? I was like, yeah, I mean, why not? You know, I yeah. would hate to say not. I regret it, so I didn't do it. I think I think it would be a great experience. I, and I like those types of, you know, things that come up in your life. You don't know you're going to have a stroke. You never, you don't know if you're going to be involved in doing a TV show or something. Like, that's the beauty of life. We just don't know every day. So I have to ask, I know that you're limited on what you can say. So if yeah. you can't answer, that's okay. But I I just want to know just a, a basic yes or no. Was the ex-girlfriend an excuse or did she really message you? 1,000%. One, I swear on my kids, she came into my life a week before, but I did love her. And, you know, it was a year and a half, but she fell, and I can't tell the storyline, but she just disappeared, and all that will be revealed. Got you. Got you. I thought maybe that that was just you saying. No, because if I was really, and if I really loved her and all those, and I, at that point, I had, I did say on the show, I had mixed feelings, like, or I don't know. Yeah. Like, but to me, it warranted meeting Lydia after talking to her for a year. And I already had my flight. Yeah. It's like, I took vacation time. Like, why wouldn't I do that? You know? Yeah. But see, that's where I was confused. Because I was like, if you straightforward said that you love the ex. So I was like, if, if she really came back, why didn't you go to Columbia instead of the DR? I understand the time invested in Lydia. I get that. Well, but I yeah, feel... because at, at the same time, I, I 
can't be faulted for honesty from a standpoint. I could have just never brought up the Columbia at all. I didn't have to bring that up. I didn't have to do anything. I could have just went there, had fun, you know, did what I wanted to do, but I still respected I those boundaries with Lydia. And everyone's like, oh, Lydia wasn't into you. And that's, that's not true at all. You can see, like, she, she was really hurt. Like, she was becoming invested. Yeah. And I was the one trying to be honest and say look like the distance and all these things and yeah you can solve say well you knew you went before you went to go there but you know that's this the, the thing about life i felt compelled to go because i've invested time but then you know you get to spend time like we see with a lot of couples things either materialize or they don't materialize but i can't be faulted for trying you know no. i didn't mislead i didn't yeah. i I, you know, I, I'm not going to discuss the intimacy part, but I, I never, I never let her on ever. Yeah. I never. Well, I've made it pretty clear that I'm Team Scott all the way, well, the, all yeah. the way. So uh, yes. he's faulting you for anything. That was just a question I had. No, no, or, no. I'm not saying you, but just a consensus. And people really just see, you know, you got six couples, and then by the time in an hour episode, they see two minutes here, two minutes there, and they're already drawing conclusions. And they don't understand the timelines. They don't understand the other things. And, and not, you know, I mean, everything's consistent. I, I mean, for me, nothing was scripted or sensationalized. But I can say that I went in with an open mind and. One, did I think they were crazy? Um, you know, people told me that, but I, I can't base my opinions based on hearsay. I, I wanted to know first, you know, because I don't agree with that. But, you know, you could, I have friends that are misunderstood, like, but I've known them since high school and I know they're good people, you know? But to somebody that just beat him, like, oh, that's, he's an abrasive asshole, you know? Like, but I know he's a good, good guy or he's got a good heart. Or on a date, I've got friends that are horrible on the, the front end and deliver on the rear end like they're they they don't have what what the game they they just say the wrong thing they get tongue twisted they you know they're just nervous yeah and it's the circumstances involved but if they really invest in getting the person you'd realize the guy's a good guy yeah all well, right if ever needs a sister to back you up i will play your sister <laughs> all day well that's what i said i said listen you're gonna bring you're gonna bring your daughter here Get my two sons here, get yep. my daughter here. And then my argument too was the questions like like what Nicole asked me at the breakfast, I was floored, but you know, I could have got up and walked away. But I tried to navigate my way through the questions and being respectful to Lydia because I really was trying to make it work. If I was real quick to jump in the ship, I could have jumped ship right then. Yeah. How many guys would go on a date, a bumble or a Tinder date on day one and then say the girl says, Oh my god. You're gonna meet my daughter tomorrow. Yeah. You'd be like, "Fuck that!" Yeah. I'm gonna, sorry, I, uh, but I'd be like, "Screw that!" Blocked. You'd never hear from me again. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree. Under mouth. But, be the end. But, but but those are the circumstances, and and you make the best of it, and that's why I did do that, and I indulge the opportunity because I am very family oriented. Family's important for me, so I tried to look at it from her perspective that she must really like me. And, or have that trust level that she's allowing me to meet her daughter. But yeah. things just went south when we're talking about my sex life. Or I mean, can you imagine yeah. if I brought Lydia to Florida and I sat her on my dining room table and my two sons are like, hey, Lydia. Yeah. So how many guys have you spread your legs for? Right. Uh, yeah.
Yeah, Nicole asked very out of line questions for sure. Yeah, None yeah, of I mean, come on, why can't I be why should I be faulted? Like you're starting to see the writing on the wall. I was trying to do her a favor. Why drag her in the mud or string her along or like, you know, I, I I'm I'm not and that's just everybody wants that. I mean I, I say what people say, they they say karma, karma, karma. But it's not a karma thing. I just wanted to do what was right. Yeah. I yeah. agree. Well, well, not only that, too, we were talking about whenever you guys were sitting down at breakfast, um, she was also telling Lydia that you were trying to start a fight with her, and that's what we were talking about. No, you weren't, but she was telling Lydia that you were trying to start a fight with her, well, with Nicole. What did I say to Nicole? I said, I know what you're trying to do. I know you're trying to go there. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, we I'm all knew, you, once we seen Nicole walk in the room, we all knew that it was all, it was going downhill yeah. fast. Well, so I'm, my question to you, Scott, is the whole time, I mean, if you can answer, because I know you, you know, you can't answer a lot of questions, but, um, so the whole time that you and Lydia were talking on the phone before you went to the Dominican Republic, she was always nice, like outgoing. Um, she well, never, it's like, we, you know, remember, I was working during COVID, really busy, so I'd get five, ten-minute breaks and be charting my patients. And then, you know, a lot of times, I, the other RTs would be charting right beside me. And if they were Latina or whatever, like, hey, do me a favor, can you help translate for me rather than – because I would bring my iPad, too, and I had my phone. So then I'd set up my iPad and then set my phone on Audible where I could sometimes even pick up her messages. And, you know, I did the ATT now. Um, I, I did the international plan, but I mean, I swear to God, I've never seen this happen with any other couples, but for me, my phone, it just, I mean, I got a, I, I'm like the latest iPhone and I did the international. It's like, I, when I got to the DR, it's like, it says, oh, you're now, you know, charged whatever, $13 or a day or whatever. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm all set. And then I just see the wheels turning, like nothing's happening on the phone. I'm like, this is crazy, man. I can't get my phone to work. This is horrible. Yeah. Why yeah. didn't why, why didn't you um hire a um interpreter? Hire an interpreter like on like a quick like we're just meeting and greeting and seeing if there's chemistry. I just didn't. I figured we'd work around it. Um, I I don't know. I just I mean it's easy to play Monday morning quarterback and say why do you do this? Why do you yeah. do that? But things are unfolding. You got things that you're doing every day. You got the cameras. You got everything and like you know um. In hindsight, you know, when I think about it now, or, or you get invested watching these shows, like I wasn't watching these shows, you know, I probably could have picked up a few tips, but I've always been a very spontaneous type of guy, and I just kind of run with it. And I feel like if it was meant to be, or, it, you know, it's, and our story's still not over. Like, you know, I'm not going to say we're, you know, we're not done talking. Yeah. You know, there's four more episodes. Like, there's still things happening. So uh, I could just say that, I, I was very optimistic and I did the best that I could with the information at hand. But yes, absolutely. In hindsight, you know, could I have bought a type of uh, translator device or or did something or, or, you know, when I tried to improvise and ask somebody to translate for me, it looks weird when it's on TV, but, it, you know, they do it in an editor version. You know, you could have been at the club for two and a half hours and you're only seeing two minutes of it with a couple yeah. of jokes like, oh, are you in the conjugal visits and this and that and the other well and if it's if, if it, you got two minutes of dialogue and th that's what they use i mean 
did I say that? Yeah, but there's a lot of things I said. You know, just it's you know that it is what it is. That's the time you get, and I stand by it. And you know, I mean, I guess I feel like I'm just trying to say, if it's if it's meant to be, it's going to happen naturally and organically, and 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 that's it. And I, it was res resistance the whole way. Yeah. Well, I really good when you were bringing parts of production in to translate for you. I don't think that I've ever seen that on any of the 90 day. I mean, where they've translated one or two things, but you were adamant. You wanted well, to get your, your work. I didn't even know we had a, a person available. They didn't, it's not a resource because they want right. you to be you. It's not like we're gonna provide these things for you. You gotta remember the cameras are rolling, but they, they want you to be you. Yeah. There's so I didn't, a third. There's a third the last thing in my head is, I was like, let me hire a translator as a third party on my dates or something. I didn't think about anything like that. I was just thinking of it like any other date. I'm like, yeah, let me see if I can make this work somehow. And, you know, and could I have done it differently? Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. it is what it is. Well, I don't think a translator would have changed the outcome of the situation. I think we all kind of saw where the relationship was going from start to finish so and i think that the, the fact that you lasted as long as you did before you threw in the towel shows that you had some want to make it work because yeah. like you said you could have walked away pretty early on when things went south right when you arrived and you didn't you gave it a shot and i think that people as they continue to watch will see that you didn't go over there with any ill intentions you went over there to get to know a person that you had only spoken to online through translation for a year and I think that a lot of people are, are missing the fact that the communication was little to none. Yeah. And they're looking at it as though y'all dated for a year and you ended it really easily. But you can't date someone for a year that you can't communicate with. So I think people are putting that year on it and they're running with it. Yeah. Well, and, and it's not the same storyline as somebody that's declaring their love and they're gonna get engaged from the minute they get there. I mean, you're, it's not apples to apples, it's apples and oranges. The dynamics of every relationship is different, but it's a TLC story and most of them are all like consistent to a 90 day fiance. And I think that's the mentality people are thinking. Like I'm going there to declare my love and bring this person back right away. Right. When it's love in paradise. It's, uh, it's about getting to know each other and dating, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm glad that you came on and you answered some of our questions because, you know, we've been watching the episodes and we've all had questions and we've seen a lot of speculation online. And I'm actually happy that you joined because I had seen some of your posts lately and I wanted to make sure everything was okay with you. I wanted to check in on you and hearing you, you seem like you're in really good spirits and that makes well, me really, really happy. Yeah, I'm back with my family and, um, you know, I've you know, it, you know, we all go through trials and tribulations of life, and we're tested, and and I've I, I've had to come to terms that I can't be a respiratory therapist in 27 years because I still have residuals from the stroke. I can't work in a critical care setting at a fast tempo because it's not fair to my patients and it's not fair to me, and I can't respond appropriately when I'm putting an airway into somebody and putting them on a ventilator. That's my responsibilities. I can still do it. But after the stroke, it's kind of like in that kind of like traumas and stuff like that. It's kind of like I went from being a uh, playing in the majors to back in high school ball. And now, even though I meet criteria to do my job and on paper, I look great because I got 27 years experience and I've been a transport therapist. and I'm, I've done a lot. 
I can't work at that level anymore. I'm kind of a, like a fragment of myself, but it doesn't mean that I'm not smart. It doesn't mean I can't go to the gym and work out. It, I'm just taking ownership that I can't, like the deficits I have, I can't perform in emergency crisis situation. And here it is. It's not fair to my patient. I've always been a patient advocate. Would I want to compromise my patient? Absolutely not. So it's time to reevaluate. And I'm looking at like healthcare sales. I've got a bachelor's and with my critical care. And who knows from maybe from TV, I'll get it like a more of a, like a pharmaceutical or like a ventilator sales, like working with medical equipment sales, something along those lines. And, you know, I'm very comfortable in that type of environment, so. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure you will find the correct path. You have, you, you like to help people. You've, you've dedicated your life to helping people. And I know you're going to find the right path where you can continue to do that. It's, it's, it's heartbreaking to hear that you can't do the job that you, you love to do, but, but I know that. I've given so much to it. And, and both my sons are still, they, they're doing the same job. And then one of those working at the same hospital I started at in 1995. My daughter is, uh, has her doctorate. She's an occupational therapist at a hospital I used to work at. I'm very proud. Like I've given to respiratory. I've, you know, 27 years. My both my sons are doing it. So you know, I've done what I can do. It's time to, you know, do new things, and that's the, that's the beauty of life. And I, I have to remind myself not to be so critical, not to beat myself up. But you know, I get beat up a lot online, and a lot of people say, "Hey, it's TLC. You gotta get used to it." Or this is the trollers and the memes. Well, you know, I'm dealing with a lot. People don't cut me a break. You know, I had a stroke last year. Um, I'm still not where I want to be yet. And, um, you know, physically, yeah, people go, oh, I saw the guy in the gym. What does the gym have to do with, like, be, having deficits neurologically and working in a critical care setting? Would you want me to work on your mother and forget? I mean, I got to take ownership on that, you know? I, like, it, I just have to make those adjustments. Yeah. And that's the same thing in relationships and, and getting to know people. And I, I talked about this, like, you go to the DR all the way there. Well, who's, here's the thing. What if, you know, maybe in different circumstances, if I met Lydia, if I, we were working in the hospital together, and you get to know each other at a different type of level where you're friends and you're just talking, that's the, that's the approach I take when it comes to meeting people or getting to know someone that I date or whoever's in my life at the current time or, or during the show. Uh, are you going with a because friend, everyone, maybe I'm rambling, but people would say, oh, you know, he's a womanizer. This, listen, you, we didn't talk my whole story. I was married to my high school sweetheart. I would date her three years. I lost my virginity to her. We were together for 25 years. Tell me how many people can say they're with the same woman 25 years. Right. Yeah. Call me a player. I did my thing. I got divorced. And I went through the motions. I had to experience life. I went through almost like my college year. You know, like there's nothing wrong with what I did. But here at the end of the day, I come full circle. Ten years later, I've been divorced. I'm very open-minded to relationships or whoever I might be with at this current time. I mean, I, I can't discuss that storyline because my story's not done being told. But I'm open to love, 1,000%. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know why people would ask why you can go to the gym because when people have major surgery they go through physical therapy literally they go to the gym that's how you rebuild your strength that's how you become strong again so questioning why you can go to the gym literally makes no sense we send people who have just you know overcome something extreme in their life to the to the physical therapy so they can rebuild their strength so well, it just shows the ignorance of people it does 
And here, at the end of the day, uh, you know, what, what do they say? Your opinions, you guys can all have your opinion on it. And I, I love, I think you guys are great. I love your honesty and different perspectives. But here's the thing. At the end of the day, when it, whether it comes to my profession, whether it comes to my relationships, opinions are like assholes. Everyone has one. And <laughs> when did your opinions, when did your opinions pay my bills? Yeah. So, exactly. I think it's great. I think it's great. I love it. And I, I love it as long as it's constructive. But when it's when people are going out there and just being with fake profiles with no, no profile, calling me a Whoville character, calling me uh, uh, a, a lion, a cat, and all this stuff. I'm like, you know, if I get 200 messages, DMs a day, I'll get 150 messages from women from all over the world. I had no idea watch the show saying these flattering things and then you get the others where you get 20 fake profiles or, or cowards that don't have a profile saying oh you don't have an upper lip or this or that or the other you know it just it just it's it's ridiculous i mean i i feel like and sometimes i can say very slanderous things compelled to respond to it and people say just don't you're given a platform but when you're not used to being in that light you feel like you you're like a dog backed into a corner and you want to fight your way out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that you were unprepared for the, the clapback of, of the 90 day universe. Like I've been doing this podcast for almost four years and I know how difficult it can be. Cause I talk to all the cast members. I know almost everyone when they first joined to, and I have friends who have been in the 90 universe for, oh gosh, almost 10 years. So I think that you are fully unprepared for the negative energy and the, the trolling that comes with this franchise. I think a lot of people don't realize how nasty people can be. And it's like they're fans of the show and they're fans of you until they're not. And yeah. like they, they have something positive to say to you about you until they see something 30 seconds on an episode and then they have they know your whole life. They know exactly who you are, what you stand for, and they come at you. And it's like they're your fans and then one day they're not, but they all follow you, but they have something horrible to say. And I'm just it's it's hard because I watch um the cast members when they first start their accounts and then they I've seen people go on private. I've seen people literally delete their entire Instagram because they just couldn't take the constant nasty criticism and and the things that the vile things that people say based on 30 seconds of their life that was happened to be filmed by the camera crew they know nothing about you nothing about who you are nothing about your family nothing about your education but they have all these nasty things to say so i i definitely understand what you're going through i don't get it anywhere near as much as the cast members do but a lot of the cast members that i'm close with and I've seen some of the memes and the things that I've seen that people posted about you. And I just, I, I hope that you're okay. Uh, and you know I'm, that this is just. Here's the thing. That's not the focal point for me. I had a lot of things going on and, you know, I've always been somebody that's been inspirational and, 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 and humbled. And uh, some people say, Oh, he's not, but no, I really have been, I've, I've experienced a lot in my life. And the, the one thing I can say, it, it's for me, it was a combination of many things that just broke me down. And, you know, at the same time, I recognize that. So it's either a cry to, to do something good to yourself or a cry to do something bad to yourself. And I choose to grow from it. And, 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 you know, I, I got great family support and so many of the 90 day fiance, they all reached out to me on different shows and been very supportive and giving me a lot of love. And you know what, when I go to the stores and I, and I went, just 
I'm back in Florida with the store and like people coming up, giving me a hug or they want a photo with me. They say, Scott, you know what? I love you. I freaking love you because you are so freaking honest. You are honest. A lot of these people, they say uh, other characters, they say they're full of shit. It feels scripted. But when you talk and you say things, you can see that you're very genuine. And or when people follow me on Instagram, they, they say the same thing. And that's what I want to convey. I don't want what I want to be remembered for is, you know, being transparent, honest, open, and with the biggest heart and always the best intentions. Yeah, yeah, I agree 100%. You're an open book. You put it all out on the table. You didn't try to hide anything from anybody. You put it all out there. And I think that people who don't understand that, they don't see that, they're well, not looking. Yeah, and here, let's do a hypothetical. Could I have done the show easily and never brought up my ex? Yes. Could mm -hmm. I hooked up with Lydia, had a lot of fun, and say, you know, um, the, the old hit it and quit it, and, you know, listen, I had fun. It was real. It was fun, but it wasn't real fun, you know? Like, I could have did that. But I didn't, you know. I, I, so I feel like people are just a little too hypocritical or dissect things under the microscope, and we start to lose focus on what it really was in a general statement. Yeah, I like, agree. 100%. Let's reel back. Let's just reel back and say, hey, they're meeting each other. They're gonna see what happens. If it, if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, hey, we walk away friends. Uh, but unfortunately. Yeah. You know, some people can't handle that. Yep. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. All right, Scott. All right. Thank you for joining. I don't oh. want you to say too much oh. because we're definitely oh. going to have you back on when you can say more. So no, I don't want you to get in trouble. No, 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 no. I've just kept it. I just want to expound on the stuff that we already know about. You know what I mean? And yeah, and where I'm at. And, I, you know, at the end of the day, um, I think you guys are awesome. I always try to listen in. And, um, Hopefully you guys are all Team Scotty. That's consensus now. I hope. Yep. Maybe. We, uh, or we are. We got more. Know that we are. First of all, Kara has been Team Scotty since episode one. Yes. Um, and Dee Dee and I are our Team Scotty. We got to know you first, but Kara saw you for like thirty seconds and was like, "I'm Team Scotty." Period. End of discussion. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. Thank you so much, and uh, I, I'm glad that you gave me the opportunity just to just to touch base with you and at least elaborate and expound a little more in detail of what we already know. Exactly. Awesome. You're always welcome here. Anytime you want to come on with us, you are always welcome. We love you. We're team Scotty. Thank you so much for joining us. All right, guys, we're going to end this whole right. thing now. So thank you guys so much for joining. Talk to you soon, Scott. Bye, Scott. All right, guys. That's it. We talked about this episode of Love in Paradise next week. I think there's only like two or three episodes left. So there's a lot that's going to happen. Wait, did you say four? I think Scott just said there's four episodes left. Oh, four. Oh, wow. Yeah. This is the longest season we've ever yeah. gotten. So there's a lot of drama. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you to my co-host, Didi, and my co-host, Kara. This is the George Mossy Show. We'll be talking more 90 Day. I promise we're going to start the um, Match Me Abroad one. I know I've been really bad, and I haven't been doing what I said I was going to do. We're going to, I promise. I really, really do. I really love that show, and I feel like we need to talk about it. So we're going to start late. Oh, there's 12 episodes. Thank you, Matthew. Um, um, make sure you're following me everywhere else, too. I'm on everywhere you get your podcast and at georgemossy.com. Please follow my co-host as well. Thank you so much, guys. And we'll talk to all of you really soon. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Hey, Valentine.
Bye. Hi, Valentine.